Welcome to Legally Speaking, a podcast from the Utah Attorney General's Office. Here, we will be discussing matters of policy and justice, cases that our office is taking on, hot topics in Utah and in the world. But of course, it will all be done legally speaking. Hello, I'm Richard Pye. Welcome to Legally Speaking, the official podcast of the Utah Attorney General's Office. Joining me today is Joni Jones, who is head of our litigation division. She's the uh, division director, as a matter of fact. Joni, thanks for joining us. Um, We want to talk to you today about uh, an overall problem that the office is having, and that is retaining employees, in particular attorneys. So let's start by um, maybe going through the level of expertise that the state needs in your division, for example, the qualified attorneys that we need to do the state's work. I mean, we need, we need good people. We need good lawyers. How hard is it to find them right now? It is very, very, very difficult to find qualified attorneys right now. Um, it's even difficult to get attorneys right out of law school right now. Um, Are we having trouble hiring them or are we having trouble getting them even to apply? Well, um, I can give you an example. Let me give you a couple of examples. I think it will illustrate this. So um, when I applied uh, for the AG's office in 2001, there were um, over 200 applications for the position. And um, that was a a torts position in the litigation division. Um, And then let's, about seven years ago, we uh, ran an ad and hired for a position in civil rights. And we had about um, 80 people apply for that. So now um, we have recently opened up a position for an employment attorney. And we've gotten either none over a period of time or applicants that just simply aren't qualified. So um, it is, it's really dramatic. It's just gotten worse over time. The number of cases that we're, that we're dealing with have gone up too, correct? Uh, yes, the sheer number of cases have increased, and the complexity and uh, uh, discovery and document management on our cases has has increased too. Okay, and these cases, um, acting as the state's law firm, mm-hmm. we're essentially the attorneys that are defending the. Where we're telling the state's side of any given story, and in your case, in litigation, we're trying to uh, protect taxpayer money when there are damages sought that are, you know, financial in nature, right? Right. Yep. Okay. That's right. Um, so what's going on? Why why are people not applying? Are we just not paying enough or something? Well, that's been the most profound thing that's happened in the last, you know, since the pandemic, really. Um, Several new law firms have opened up in the Salt Lake um, area. Several national firms have um, located here. And then some uh, local large firms have uh, opened too and have just hired tons of people and um, paying very, very high salaries. And I think, you know, overall with 
inflation and costs going up, um, it's more difficult for people to come in and work with the AG's office where the, where the salary just, just doesn't compete. Um, probably for, um, I don't know, an attorney, say five years out, it, they would probably have to take at least a 50% pay cut wow. from private practice to so come if I, here. So if, if I'm graduating from college and I get a job at the AG's office, I, would, I could expect to make how much, do you think? You know? Arrange. I actually don't know. <laughs> we should check with our HR person. <laughs> well, I'll ha I'll, I guess I'll have to do that. That's, that's okay. my bad. I didn't. It's not 100000 <laughs> No. Okay, so under 100000 If I go to work for a law firm, I could make... Over 100000 Over 100000 Straight out of law school. Okay, so let, let's take that as a 100000 or less as sort of a generous generality. And over 100000 maybe 120. You know, at a private at a private firm. Yeah. So the, I, the bottom line is we can't compete. That's that's exactly right. Okay. And there was a time I think you know, as I said, like in two thousand and one, um, there were over two hundred applicants for the position that that I applied for, and including some people from out of state. And uh, the the legal market was tighter then, but also I mean, people are often willing to take a a pay cut as as I was when I came to the AG's office because the work is so interesting and so important. Um, you know, you get to have a, a voice really in shaping the policy of, uh, of the state and you're working on the highest profile, the cases that are in the paper, right? And sometimes at the national level. But um, now, I mean, again, with, with uh, housing costs uh, going up the way that they are. I mean, folks can't really work at our office and be able to buy a house. We um, actually had someone recently accept a position uh, with civil rights. And um, he had lived in, in uh, Utah before in Cedar City, but had moved to um, Indiana. And he was with the Indiana Attorney General's office. And he'd had some great experience. He'd only been there a year, but had already done a couple of federal trials. He was in civil rights experience. So, you know, normally we wouldn't hire that new of a person, but with the job market being what it was, and he had some good experience, we gave him the offer, gave him plenty of time to make the transition. Well, ultimately, he called us and he said, you know, he owns a home in Indiana, and he's like, I can't, I can't afford a house there. I just, there's no way I can afford buying a house. And we had somebody else too from Chicago about a year ago, same thing. She really wanted to come here. Um, her family was here. She was very interested in the job, very highly qualified. And she, we even connected her with a real estate agent and really tried to do everything we could to help her relocate here. And it's the same thing. I can't afford to buy a house here on the salary that I'm, I'm going to be getting. Hmm. So. That's a huge piece of it is, is um, people can't afford to buy a house in this area, the Salt Lake City area, greater metropolitan area, on the salary that they would be getting at the AG's office. So in defense of uh, taxpayers who want to keep costs as low as they possibly can, um, are there alternative solutions like uh, working at home flexibility or things like that that can be employed, do you think? I mean, how, does, how is the office responding to this right now? 
and how, you know, what else could happen, do you think? Well, we do offer teleworking. And um, in our recruitments, too, we're offering, offering teleworking for up to a year, exclusive teleworking for up to a year while they try to make a transition. We're trying to attract people from out of state. But um, yeah, we, we offer teleworking. Um, it would be nice if we had better physical offices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in a building that hasn't been, I don't know, in my building uh, where I work, uh, have the same carpet there since when I started in 2001. Okay. okay. <laughs> that would be nice if, if the physical uh, accommodations and offices could be a little bit nicer. Right. Because they're not very nice. Okay. So the... Um, so in lieu of talking about this in the in the sense of we're we're you know of making it sound like we're complaining or that things aren't aren't good enough, mm-hmm. we're talking about the reality of the fact that the conditions and the salary just aren't just aren't what they can be. So should people that are watching do something? What's the what's the solution? Because obviously getting more of an investment from from our legislators who hold the purse strings to this right. is key to this. Yeah, it is key to this. Well, I mean, the thing about it that uh, that's uh, frustrating is um, it, if we don't get enough help in, and we've already start, actually started down this path, we're going to have to start sending our work out, which actually costs the taxpayers more money than it would than it would cost to increase our salaries. The outside counsel. Yes. And um, and as I said, we've begun doing that in some of our cases because we just haven't had we, we just don't have enough attorneys to cover all the work that we're getting. Right. And as I said, you know, the the, the cases are, are very complex and and take a lot of time and some experience. I mean, you know, yeah. you can't really get someone specialized. straight out of law school. Yes, exactly. It's highly specialized work. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, have we had to use outside counsel in litigation? Um, yes, we have, and um, we recently sent out. I don't know about six or seven cases. Um, what we were, what we tried to do then was we tried to send out, um, you know, what I would characterize as sort of the, the smaller, less significant cases. I mean, we have the very large cases. I mean, uh, say a, a McCluskey type case or other cases like that. You know, we prefer to handle and, and keep in because we have the close client relationships. We have the vast experience in those areas that are very specialized. Most private practitioners don't have experience in that area. So we were hoping to keep the, those kinds of cases, the more complex, more significant cases, and send out the smaller ones. The kind of uh, cases by um, pro se inmates or um, sovereign citizens that are frustrated with, uh, you know, we're frustrated with the mask mandates and brought uh, mm-hmm. lawsuits over o- over that. That and those cases can be very time consuming because they uh, some of these folks just file a lot of uh, motions and things that need responses to, but they're not as uh, impactful and significant as some of these other cases that I've described. So, so if um, if 
we're not able to fill positions, how might people who are watching this see evidence of, of that? Not just in litigation, but you know, in our office, maybe even in, in other, other state offices. Does it mean a drop in services, perhaps? Um, For the representation? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's been some thought that if we can't get attorneys in, we're simply not going to be able to do the work that we're statutorily and constitutionally mandated to do. And I don't know what you do when that happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really don't know. So when we talk about this, how, how serious of an issue is it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most serious? in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I would put it at a seven, probably. It's, it's getting close. It's bad enough that I, I don't want there to be a recession, but I think to myself, wow, maybe if we had a recession, that might improve our right. situation. <laughs> but that's kind of like sperking. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, though, you were talking about the satisfaction of working for the yeah. for the office. Right. Are the, some of the some of your colleagues in litigation do they feel the same way? Because when I call any of the folks that work in your division, I love talking to them. Mm -hmm. They're really really good people. They're really really smart. They're very dedicated. So it must be the job satisfaction that that, that is keeping them there. Yeah, we have um, a great you know, core group of folks, and many of whom have been there for um, a number of years. And I can think of one person who was recruited and asked to apply at another, you know, outside job and um, thought about it, thought it'd probably be a lot less stressful uh, work than what he's doing now, um, but ultimately decided to to stay because the work is so interesting and so important. Um, and we have someone who, we do have someone, and sometimes we are able to bring folks in uh, from private practice. We brought someone over from um, one of the big firms in town, and he had about 20 years' experience, very skilled lawyer, but he wanted to do something that was more meaningful, um, you know, because a lot of the work, you know, frankly, in firms, it's, it's about money. You know, the cases are about money. Right. Right. And it's not to say, I mean, as I, money is involved in our cases, but the, um, the uh, impact of uh, the cases that we're involved in, um, uh, you know, affect litigation throughout the state, affect policies in the state. I mean, we're often um, working with, with, with legislators, and, uh, and legislators are responding to the work that we're doing to try to improve the, the, the laws to prevent some of this um, unfortunate litigation. So, yeah. um, so it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting and impactful work, and as I've said, often we'll have cases that are um, in the national spotlight like the girls tackle football case that we, that we recently had. So. Right, okay. All right, well, Joni, thanks for giving us a little bit of insight in, into this, something yeah. that our viewers can glean about what they hear on the news and some of the issues that the officer office is facing. All right, well, for Joni Jones, thank you very much. I'm Richard Pyatt, we'll see you thank next you. time.